Ah, it is working. <laughs> I set up a keyboard shortcut so it didn't have to go to the desktop and everything. That's good. And the sound is work fine too. All right then, hey you folks. Hi. Oh. Now I have to go to the desktop. Yeah, you're going to, uh, need to turn the volume down on that. No, that that there we go. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know I had this all set up perfectly, and then I didn't. Uh, okay, so what, are, what are we talking about this evening? Um, so um, the proper intro. Uh, this is uh, RGC WV Random Geek Culture in West Virginia. With me tonight is Alex McLean. And Mike Amalo. Yo. From Hazel's Room. Live from Hazel's Room. That's Live great. from Hazel's Room. So uh, <laughs> um, so I uh, wanted to have a conversation about last week and what happened all this week, which is the PS5 reveal event. Um oh God, I thought this was about Pokemon. So did I. The snap. Yeah. The snap. I thought this was, uh, I prepared for the wrong notes, man. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that is the other gaming news is PS5 uh, announcement. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, but that, that I really, really like that event. And if E3 had been there this year, I mean, they probably would have taken the whole event. But of course, we don't know what uh, Microsoft is going to say on Monday. So that's true. We're going to we're going to see what happens because Microsoft's big reveal event is Monday. Now, now real talk to do you any of you all have an Xbox or have ever had an Xbox? I've no. had a 360 have um, you? and I enjoyed it while I had it. Um, but it just it got to the point where I was like, I, I'm I might as well just use my PC. But yeah. at that point, you know, my my PC was running running great, and you know, but I've just gotten so tired of keeping up with updates, keeping up with video cards, and also my um, video game PC is also my the PC that I do this video work on the PC that my wife does um, stuff on. And so anytime I'd want to go play a game, just want to play a game, I'd have to wait for an update. You know, hardware would need to be updated. So it just, it got, it, it got, I got tired of it. Um, I mean, I still use my PC from time to time, usually for multiplayers like Overwatch. Um, but if it's a single player experience, I'm, I'm going to, boot up my playstation and I, I mean shoot i mean i even convinced alex <laughs> to buy his playstation 4 but of course i did that because you know final fantasy 7 was coming <laughs> so. yeah i think i told my story i i bought my ps4 the summer they announced the final fantasy 7 remake which i guess was 2015 
So yeah. I, I, I was starting to get worried that I wasn't going to get to use it for that. Yeah. So well, just, just just caught it in the last minute. Well, speaking of that, speaking of yeah. a game that was announced for PlayStation 4 that may be a 5 title now, even though they haven't announced it, but, I mean, we're going to see what happens. I mean, I feel like it would be a major redesign if, if they did make it an exclusive 5, is Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 2077 just got delayed. Again. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, it got delayed. It's now November 17th or something like that. So, uh, two more months. Yeah, yeah, but now it's the the same now it's in the same time frame as uh you know, when the PlayStation comes out. Yeah. So, in in the Xbox. Still better than its original date of like 3 days before Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that would be rough. That would have been really rough. I mean, I was telling Cassie um, today, no, yesterday, it doesn't matter, um, that uh, now this is going to be my winter game, my my Christmas vacation game. I mean, last year was uh, Spider-Man, and I loved being able to just go through the entire Spider-Man story in just a couple weeks and, like, I was all Spider-Man that time, and and that's going to be Cyberpunk this year. And hopefully, hopefully, it does be a PlayStation Four um, title because I I don't know about you guys, but as far as the catalog lineup, right right now, the day one releases are only going to be um, the new Spider-Man, Spider-Man Myers Miles Morales, not Spider-Man Two. It, it's it's a, it's a yeah. spin-off title. Make it but, clear. Yeah, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which looks awesome. <laughs> like, really cool. <laughs> um, go ahead, Alex. Oh, I, I loved... I, I, I think Spider-Man is perhaps the best title or among the best titles for PS4. And, Whoa. like, that's going to be a console seller. If PS5 has... Miles Morales is a release title or an early release window title. That's a console seller. Right, right. And then, of course, Ratchet and Clank, which, I mean, I've never been a big Ratchet and Clank fan, but Same. that trailer going through the universes, that looked really cool. It's, it's, it's one where I'm probably going to want to play it. However, because of this lineup... I don't think I'm going to be a day one adopter of any system. Probably the same. Probably the same. I don't foresee myself getting this soon. Um, eh, I'll get around to it. Yeah. I've always had a hard and fast rule about not buying a console within the first year of release. Um, probably the one I have ever bought the earliest was um, probably the Switch. And even then, that was like six to nine months, somewhere in there. Yeah, I mean, what was I for the Switch? It was almost two years. Yeah. Maybe even a little bit longer. Oh, by the way, thanks, Mike, for letting me borrow your Switch again. Yeah, you've got a nice taste for it. <laughs> I mean, uh, you letting me borrow your Switch for, what was it, six months or something like that? Yeah, yeah about six months. Um, Provided me with one of my 
favorite gaming experiences, which was playing Breath of the Wild, both on the big screen TV and also right in the comfort of my couch while um, the girls were watching a show or something, which Cassie loved and Bella loved. You know, they 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 loved being able to, you know, just, you know, I was there. I was playing my games and I was there. I was I, I was there. Um, and, and that's the same way that I'm playing, uh, Fallout 76 is playing it on the couch is cause I don't know. Uh, that's a different podcast. That's different say we haven't got to do that episode yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, now I, I noticed on your list that you didn't mention the horizon forbidden West, which, uh, as has been reported on this podcast is my zero dawn was my favorite game of, uh, the last decade. So um, I, I'm jazzed about it. That's the one that I got to get to. Uh, I plan on getting to that. It's high on my list. Well, it's coming for PC along with Death Stranding. Yeah. So, and Alex, I know that you have an actual rock and roll system, at least a rock and roll video card. Um, so, no, my whole system's rock and roll. Don't you forget uh, it. <laughs> I mean, I obviously forgot it. Um, you know, you, you say things, I don't listen. Uh, <laughs> same here, man. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying, Mike? Quick sidebar. Um, I know you really wanted to do a Death Stranding episode, although you're the only one who had played it. Um, I finally decided I to get it, um, but I decided it on the last day of the sale, and then I forgot to do it till next morning. And by then, the sale was over. So I, I missed it. Man, and, and and I don't have like the physical copy, so I can't like let you borrow it. Yeah, okay. that's fine. Yeah, it, I'm it'll sure be, it'll I'm be sure on sale again soon. Yeah, it's gonna be on sale again, uh, especially since they saw that the numbers for the sales of that game went way up when it went sixty percent off. Twenty four dollars. Yeah. So I think that's sixty percent off. And well, the reason I decided is I got to the last day of my pay cycle, and I realized I still had twenty four dollars left in my uh, reserve account. So I was like, "Hey, I'm going to do that," and then com completely forgot to. Well, I fell asleep early, and then woke up the next morning. I was like, "Dang, I didn't do it." <laughs> well, you know that gets to another point, and that's something that um, PlayStation needs to fix for the next generation. So. I would have loved to been able to either okay. Well, let me let me just tell you about this scenario. So, um, buddy of mine, uh, kid in high school, um, he uh, I was trying to talk him into getting Metal Gear Solid uh, Five because I love that game. That game was awesome. Uh, I mean, controversy aside, that game is awesome. You've said so, that every episode. So anyway, um, I was go. It was only five dollars, and I was telling him to buy it. I got home and I was going to buy it for him and send it to him like with steam and Xbox, I think, but there's no way to do it. <laughs> there's no way to do it. You can't buy somebody a game and send it to them. Why is that? It's just, I thought Nintendo was the only one that did stupid online things that don't make any sense, but that is one that doesn't make any sense at all. I had that problem recently too with the Switch, with because uh, Hazel wanted to get Minecraft, and uh, 
I, I wanted to have a, have a physical copy of it, uh, but you can't find a physical copy of it anywhere now. Mm. And I didn't, I could buy it digitally and give it to her, but I, I didn't want a digital copy because I want her to be able to move it if she needs to. Right. Right. Because yeah. you've got the two systems now. Yeah. We, so. we, got, we got a little bit of overlap in our accounts that it's kind of irritating. So, um, but you know, talking about Forbidden West, I mean, that's not going to be a launch title. In fact, they're they're yeah. they're saying it might be 2022 before it comes out. Hey. Maybe holiday next next year, 2021. Well, but that's yeah. not a hard. They're 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 not far enough in the development cycle to say yes, it's coming holiday next year. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Like I said, I, I don't want to run and get a PS5 first day anyway. So, and and that and and that's another thing too, as far as like not minding. I don't mind the fact that they've pushed back Cyberpunk again, because I mean, Witcher, Witcher three was pushed back three times. I think it was either two or three times, but it was pushed back, and that is my number one game of the last decade, and. It's a phenomenal game, um, and take take your time, developers. I'd rather the game be f a fantastic than you know a rushed product. Yeah. You know? How many times has a game been criticized that well they rushed it out? It wasn't ready for development. It wasn't ready for production, but so it's missing a lot of features. So this is what you get. Speaking eh. of Fallout seventy six, <laughs> right? That's what I'm talking about. Oh man. Like you said, another another episode, another episode, <laughs> another episode. So, um, oh, so talking about the PlayStation, um, it, the, the the picture of it is on 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 the tag image of the, of the episode. Um, but um, you know, just look it up, just look it up. Um, very strange design, but yet kind of makes sense. Um, how the PlayStation is set is there's actually two separate cooling chambers there's there's one that's specifically the power supply like a computer it has its own cooling unit and then it's got the main cpu gpu area that it's its own cooling chamber so both of them vent their heat out of the top in two separate spaces now you can lay the thing on its side but i don't think that that would be really ideal for cooling purposes yeah. um i think both sony and microsoft do not want another xbox 360 red ring of death both yeah, of them right. are taking considerable measures to never do that again right um which design do you like better as far between the two systems um, in terms of look, I kind of don't like the extravagant appearance of the PS4. I think it will look a bit silly on my shelf. Um, I like sleek, streamlined designs. And the Xbox One Series X2, what's it called? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got some um, of those words, right? It looks like, it looks like a box. But I don't know. It looks unobtrusive. So your your choices are the uh, Obelisk from uh, 2001 or a Daft Punk album. You know, that's, <laughs> that's kind of where you're that's, at. That's exactly it. 
and and I, you know how much of a fan I am of Daft Punk. So, and I, I mean, yeah, between... I thought you laughed hard at that joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, Alex yeah. was laughing, so I didn't want yeah. to step on his he, toes. He got it. <laughs> we all got it. We all got. Yeah. No, um, yeah. I mean, me myself, I actually like the PlayStation oh. design. I will like it more when they come out with a sleeker one like they did with the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 3. However, I of the two, I think okay. I am all for a sleek design, but when I look at the a- Xbox, it's so plain Jane, it's forgettable. You know, you know what I mean? I think it's yeah. minimalist. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I agree with your stance, but you're wrong. So uh, I that's my line. <laughs> hey, when, when you have the monkeys come in and start pounding bones at it, you're going to know that uh, you made the right choice. Yeah. 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 It's. Yeah, and you know what? That's exactly a great point. The Xbox is a perfect design to appeal to Neanderthals. Oh. Uh. Well, 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 you count the point. Um, the whole point of that object in that movie was to uh, advance evolution. So technically, it's the next generation. So it, uh, that is exactly what it's doing. Okay. He's got you there. Yeah, no, we just that. I don't really care about it. <laughs> that that um, wasn't a defense of it. So, since we're on the subject of Xbox, I'd like to take a beat to talk about one of their new uh, new features that out of the gate makes sense and making it uh, making a make sense um, uh, uh, announcement at the beginning of the 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 um, system release is what won it for PlayStation in this last generation they they microsoft made a bad announcement and it ruined their reputation and 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 playstation comes back and says hey we're not doing that i'm talking about the physical media thing um Uh, yeah it killed it killed their reputation for the last um generation but that that always online thing did too that's what i think you're talking about yeah, exactly. But the Xbox, they have actually made a good announcement that may help them win. And Sony needs to make a counterpoint to that if they're not going to make everybody flock over to Xbox. And I'm talking about smart delivery. The smart delivery system that's coming to Xbox, they are saying that if you buy any game right now, that it will automatically work on the new system with updates. So if you buy buy a physical media, and it's an it's 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 an Xbox physical media, and you you pop it into your current Xbox, it'll work, and it'll work to the best of that system's ability. And then you pop it into the new Xbox Series Obelisk. And that will work to the best of its ability. 
So what it's saying is, is you will automatically be upgraded to whatever system you put it in. So what I'm saying is like, for instance, we're talking about Cyberpunk coming out for PlayStation 4. I would like to know if I buy that disc or I buy it online uh, or which one I have to do, because I don't know if I have to do one or the other right now. If I buy the game, is it going to be able to work on the next system or if I'm going to have to buy it again? Um, Microsoft has even gone farther to say that if you have any save files, that those will automatically transfer over, which makes sense, yeah. you know, but, you know, that's an announcement that makes sense that Sony just has no reason not to just go ahead and say, you know, but they haven't. They haven't said definitively if that's going to work. So I think my biggest takeaway from the PS5 announcement is uh, in being different than other product announcements. In the past, these things have often been about tech specs. They're often about the PS4 is going to have a 2.4 gigahertz ARM 9 processor or whatever it has. Well, the Xbox is going to have a 2.7 gigahertz Intel processor with... 336 gigabits per second uh, memory bandwidth and and back and forth with tech specs they list these as key features as be in the past as being this is why you have to buy an Xbox 360 because it has 500 gigabytes of storage space and recently in the PS5 product announcement they really didn't talk about the tech specs because at this point I think they're meaningless that yeah. they talked about two big things, product features and console exclusives. Kind of mixed feelings about both of those, but I think these days console exclusives sell a system more than some number being bigger than the other company's number. I think you're right there. Yeah, Product or the console releases are the only time where I ever hear the term teraflops. But uh, I I heard it early on when they were kind of uh, uh, measuring uh, specs, <laughs> and then it kind of went away. Um, but yeah, the, the the exclusivity with the games I think really hit home. Uh, I think that was the big thing to me. Um, of course, I, I'm kind of in PlayStation's camp, anyways, for that reason, because I, I know I'm always going to get a Final Fantasy VII sequel on there <clears throat> right there just aren't games for xbox that i care about yeah and i i'm sure a Same. lot of gears of war fans are gearing up to buy the new game but mm, yeah it's, it's, me, it's like i i loved halo but i didn't love halo enough i i loved enough to have the first xbox but not to get the 360 to play the last one and and one game isn't going to do it for me. It's got to be a lot of games I want to play. Not now, I only have that, mixed but... feelings about that because this is an artificial construction. That yeah. there's no reason that these games wouldn't run on a P or on an Xbox other than licensing and exclusivity. Well, uh, I getting along with that, getting along with the exclusivity and the Xbox. Xbox has announced. Another makes sense announcement 
but one that might hurt them is they have announced that there is no exclusivity for the first year that none of the games that are coming out will only be on that new system for the first year. It's well, I mean, almost the- it's almost like they're like they're saying, "Hey, move over to the new one when you want to. You don't have to buy it this holiday." Is it almost like they're saying we don't know if we can have enough supplies, so don't run out, rush out and buy it because it may not be there. Well, as far as exclusives go, what do they have? They have the Halo series, they have the Gear series, and then maybe one of the racing ones. And then I can't really think of anything else that's really a flagship for them. Right. Uh, right. So they've, never I mean, really, they've never really put their chips in on the, the exclusives anyways. But in this last generation, because Microsoft has a bigger bank than Sony, not much, but they do have a bigger bank than Sony, they acquired a lot of studios this last generation when yeah. they weren't doing anything because they were planning on winning this next one. They have Double Fine. They already have Rare. Um, and they have a bunch of others that I can't think of right this second. But I know they're there. Uh, <laughs> but they're, they're again, name a single game that Rare has put out since they've been an exclusive. Right. Or, or even since they left uh, Nintendo. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I'm sorry, but uh, Rare in N64, I mean, they, they, they made N64. They, they wanted to be square in that regard, and, and they, they were not square. <clears throat> the other thing that really surprised me from the PS5 uh, product announcement was the focus on indie games that I'm you you usually don't see them talk about smaller developers they usually are talking about their blockbuster hits outside and, of Nintendo uh, right outside of Nintendo I feel like in a lot of ways that PS5 is taking some plays from Nintendo's book both in getting away from tech specs and in a focus on indie games they usually talk about their AAA titles and they did but they also included these Really kind of interesting looking games. The one about the cats, Stray. Yeah, um, yeah that, that, that looks, looks uh, very like an art house game of some kind. Um, the Devil Inside, Astro's Playroom, this Volcano High game. I'm, I know the demographic for that. <laughs> um, you know, Project Athia. I'm looking at a list of them here. Um, yeah, a bunch of indie games that I'm glad to see. A focus on that kind of thing because very often the most creative, the most innovative stuff comes from games of that kind. And the big blockbusters are expected, you know, you know what to expect from them, but you see yeah. art from indie developers. So we're coming up on 7.30, so I want to finish this 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 YouTube portion with um, one thing that's been on everybody's mind. Price. Now, the price um, on Amazon the other day, there was a, not a leak, essentially, but an accidental 
post and quick takedown um, from the PlayStation, the Sony PlayStation account. So it wasn't just like some random person. It was the Sony PlayStation account posting on Amazon, basically getting the sale page ready, and they and they accidentally published it. Or not. They may not have accidentally published it um, just to get people talking. Um, but it did have yeah. – and it was in euros. It wasn't in, in U.S. dollars. But essentially, they had – the um, digital version of the PlayStation at $400 and the physical edition at $500 is essentially how, how, it, how it equates to. And that I can get behind. That pricing, I can, I, I, I it, it's pretty predictable. Um, the, that the works one, for me. The one thing that I think that a lot of people are wondering about is what exactly is the big difference between the disk system and the all digital system? I mean, I understand that it's supposed to run physical media, but maybe there's a feature that PlayStation is holding close to the vest that um, harkens back to uh, a developer post back two years ago, which was saying not to throw away your old disks. Maybe this is the system that if if you have the digital system, PlayStation Now is the only thing that you have an option for, um, which there's a lot of really great games on PlayStation Now. I'm thinking about doing it just so we can play Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, but what if the disk system has the ability to play any PlayStation 1 PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation 4 physical discs right out of the box. That seems a bit ambitious for them to uh, go that far back to PS1, but it is an interesting thought that some backwards compatibility, at least with PS4, will predicate on the disc version, having the disc of it. <laughs> I mean, they have sold a lot of PlayStation Now subscriptions just for people that want to play these older games. So the market is definitely there. So, and, and people are talking, are wanting these other companies to have these older games, these older back catalog games. So that might be a possibility. Um, another possibility that the economist was talking about, um, and a couple speculators were talking about, and I actually kind of hope that this might, um, become a, a possibility, um, two point, two point, um, in that, so I don't know if you guys remember Microsoft's, um, Xbox subscription service that they came out with here last year and it, it there wasn't a huge uh, adoption i don't even know if they still had the program um but um it was essentially that okay so you got your xbox live that's ten dollars a month essentially and then you have your xbox game pass which is ten dollars a month essentially okay for fifty dollars a month you would get xbox live xbox game pass and then you could lease an Xbox, they would send you the unit. It was $50 a month. 
what if Sony was planning to do something like that right out of the gate? PlayStation 5, $50 a month, all digital version, and you get the PlayStation Now account, and you get the um, the the PlayStation Network account, and essentially the of the $30 is for leasing the system. What do you, would you guys be on board for something like that to be able to try out the new Spider-Man game for a couple months, you know, kind of like I did with the switch borrowing Mike switch. I borrowed the switch and I played it. And then uh, six months later, I bought my own because I'm like, Hey, I want to have one in my living room for the foreseeable future. I wouldn't want that. I'm not the audience for that. When I buy something, I want to have it and not worry about a payment related to it. But I do think that is the future, is uh, product as a subscription. I, I get that for software, but I can't see it as hardware because you... If you do it for one month and then say, "Hey, I decided I don't want this," and they gotta refurbish one, they gotta, you know, ship off to somewhere else, and uh, I think people get kind of weird about having used ones or refurbished ones or ones that got somebody else's fingerprints on it already. Post pandemic, yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. thought about that. Yeah, I do think that is the future, though, is hardware as a service hardware as a service i mean we're already going in the direction of server as a service that's exactly what stadia is that's what xbox um game pass is um and i think in some aspects that's how um playstation now is i don't think it is in all aspects because I know that there's still a download and a running on your system, but I don't know if that's for all aspects. I, I, I got to look more into it. But you, you get what I'm saying. There's the, the server is on as a service is definitely be getting some very big steam. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Hardware as a service is. Yeah, I agree with you, Alex. That 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 might be where the the the, the industry is going. And then one of these days, Stadia or a successor of it is going to be all there is, and there's not going to be any new game consoles of any kind. Right. Oh. Uh, I'm a little more pessimistic than usual today. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's miserable. Yeah. That's supposed to rain all next week. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, we'll see what happens. On that um, cheerful note, we are excited about PS5. There's a lot of great games on it. I feel like we didn't talk enough about games in this episode. Well, um, I, I mean, that's definitely something that we can continue talking about after, uh, you know, for the audio portion of this. So... So I th I feel because uh, I actually looked at my list and I was like, you know what? Let's just save this. Let's just save this for the audio portion. So anyway, I'm going to sign off on the YouTube side. So anyway, this has been RGC WV Random Geek Culture in West Virginia. Tonight we were talking about PlayStation 5 in its reveal event and also the other gaming news and buzz and speculation that came around it this week. Uh, with me tonight was Mike Mallow. 
No. And now oh, Alex McLean. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome to the end. Welcome to the end. Pokemon Snap. <laughs> I already turned off the stream. Ah, you did not. Audio too? Yeah. yeah, I I I'd use the keyboard shortcut. Uh, I I set up a start and a stop. So. Most of the audio. Yes, we still have the audio. So. Okay, it's on there. That's the important yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, right, we, are, back then. <laughs> we are no longer having a show anymore. So, <clears throat> um, now people don't have to look at me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, lay down. I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I'm. Can you give me one second? I'm gonna go grab a beer. Okay. Beer. <laughs> Fine. That kind of evening. But, uh, yeah, any of these, I'm looking through the list of, like, um, what do you call them, release titles. I've never been into them, but I know a lot of people who are super excited about Demon Souls. It's like yeah. the Dark Souls. What is, what is Demon Souls here? I don't really follow these. I saw that was one of the most searched uh, ones. I think Horizon was the top, and it was, like, second or third. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge title for people who are into the Dark Souls series. Um, I guess there's two cat games. There's Stray, and then there's this Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, uh, yeah. The first is on that one. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's the other one. Um, um, Deathloop. That was cool. Yeah. What was, what was Death... Oh, right. That's there. There were a lot of... Fortnite lookalikes that, yeah, that Death Loop is Bethesda's Fortnite, I guess. Oh, but but it's it's kind of like Groundhog Day ish too, so I'm I'm kind of here for that. Oh yeah. Oh wait, no, uh, Death Loop isn't. For... Wait. <laughs> Which one's the one where you're on the? That you land on the alien planet and you live the same day over and over and over again, because one's Bethesda's Fortnite. I think you guys are talking about two different games. Uh, looking at the trailer of it here, maybe I oh. had Deathloop mixed up with something else. I don't think Deathloop is an alien yeah, planet. I could be wrong, but it is like you're stuck in a town and you keep dying and, and starting the next day over again. Okay, oh, I, can, I stand corrected. This is not what I thought it was. Okay. Pretty stylish looking. Yeah. And Groundhog Day, so I'm, I'm here for all, both those things. It gave me a little bit of a uh, Outer Worlds vibe. It's Returnal. That's the one that... that Returnal. Luke, Returnal. That, okay. And that's Bethesda? No. Um... Bethesda's is Deathloop. Yeah, and then Ghostwire Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a... I want to see gameplay of it first and see what other people think of it, but yeah. it definitely had a really interesting trailer, and that's one of the indie games that I was talking about. Now, okay. as, speaking of Bethesda trying to do a Fortnite... They've already tried to do a Fortnite, if you remember. Yeah, Ring of Fire. Before that, Brink. Do you not remember Brink? 
Nope. Um, Brink was a TF2 knockoff, not a. And that knockoff. was a failure. Yes. So, but you know why? Because they misled their audience from the very beginning. Everybody thought, "Oh man, we're going to be able to customize our guns and everything." Oh no, you've got to unlock our your gun customization and. <sighs> There is only one game that I ever saw that was like that, that gun customization was actually really cool. And it was an indie game, and it was called Loadout on uh, Steam. If you ever get a chance to play that game, that's a lot of fun. It's you know, it. It's basically like, <clears throat> um, if I were to describe Loadout, it's if Quentin Tarantino directed Looney Tunes that's what that game would be. All right. <laughs> it was fun. You know, I keep using the word indie studios, but it is important to remember these indie games, finger quotes, are multi-million dollar projects often done by, like, a side studio related to a major game studio. Yeah, a subsidiary of uh, Bethesda. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're indie games, they're small developers, they're a major publisher that doesn't want to take a big risk on a weird concept. Yeah, yeah and, that, and, and that's the, th the thing of note, is a lot... <clears throat> when we say AAA game, we're talking about a AAA game at a AAA price. And indie games, we a lot of these studios that have these bigger studio backing they don't even necessarily want their name attached to it. They just want to fund the thing and take a cut of it if it's successful. But also, um, we like to consider that these are indie games because they're thirty dollars. There's a there's a yeah. price switch yeah, in our true. brain because I mean, like Overcooked. Overcooked was was a was an indie game that was backed by a bigger developer. But like this is not Cave Story or Axiom Verge or anything like that. That was made by basically a small group in the garage or in Cave Story's case, yeah. one guy. God, what a fantastic game. I was just replaying that the other day. And really? I'm just like I'm just like this this yeah, I was um when I say the other day, it was a couple months ago, but I was playing it. Um, it came loaded on my pocket go, and uh, I got that's awesome. I got about halfway through it, and probably yeah, like one two settings, I got stuck. Um, I can't remember where I got. Got but, stuck. Uh, a lot of these triple a publishers version of an indie game the result is the same that they come out with some real interesting concepts that you don't see from major publishers and you know a lot of that influences the gaming industry in general so speaking of triple a games did you guys see the trailer for village resident evil yeah, didn't look at that one. I saw snippets of it, and I, I I meant to go back and check it out, and I forgot to. Go back and check it out because it really, really gives me some hard 
Resident Evil 4 vibes. And Which I is my favorite it. one. It's the best one. <laughs> Resident Evil 2 be damned. Resident Evil 4 was the best one. Basically any with Leon except 6. So, um, but you're in... There's werewolves in this one, and it's it's just it's got it's got that same kind of like, you know, darkness in the woods type of feel that Resident Evil Four had. I just okay. I feel like they're trying to get back to their roots with, and when I say roots, I don't mean RE One. I mean roots like RE Four when they figured out the floor formula. Or reinvented the formula, more or less. Right, right. Reinvented the formula. That's a better, better way to put it. I found the game I was look. I was thinking about here, Destruction All Stars. It's uh, like Twisted Metal, but it's Fortnite. <laughs> well, there you oh go. yeah. Meh. Yeah. Um. So Alex, I started playing. I started playing um, uh, Fallen Order. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that beginning sequence, that whole beginning area is awesome. <laughs> it's really awesome. <laughs> and um, I, 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 I'm running an HDMI cable to my bigger TV in the other room. So then it's like it's like it's like a movie. It's awesome. I'm really digging it. It's yeah, the opening sequence is pretty cool. It the environments continue to be outstanding throughout the, the entire game. The second world didn't really impress me. Now let's see. What's the one with like the holes in the ground? Yeah. Um you'll first, see more. You'll see more. The first it. Jedi vault. Um I was like, meh. You know, I mean, it was there was some cool stuff, but uh, I I definitely uh, I'm definitely enjoying the game a lot, though. Awesome, awesome. So I made homemade sushi today, Ooh. and uh, if there were if there was going to be geek outs, that was going to be my geek out for this episode. <laughs> um, it turned out I'll take pictures when I make it a little better. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was edible. <laughs> <laughs> it was rice and raw fish. It was certified edible. Um, I, I have a shopping list now of what I need to get for attempt number two, but I'm becoming a sushi chef. Well, Can't I say it right. You do? Do you have a sushi knife? No, that's on my shopping list. Yeah, you really I gotta actually... have one of those. Yeah, I ha I have one here at the house, and uh, I tried it with a regular knife, and I'm like, why is this so much different? Because I I tried to cut it with, because I had a sushi. My grandmother gave me a whole sushi making kit that has the 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 bamboo box and roller and everything, mm -hmm. and the sushi knife, and you know. I was like, I know I'm supposed to use this, but I just want to see how this turns out. And I went to cut it with the, you know, just a regular steak knife, not like a serrated steak knife, like, you know, one of those big butcher knives. And it didn't come out right. And yeah. then I cut it with a sushi knife and I'm like, how is this working so well? 
Yeah. On a related note, I, I got a uh, sushi bazooka last week because I was like, because I, 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 I tried making sushi years ago and it went well, but I didn't feel like doing it ever again. And of course, hey. now since I, I can't go to the sushi place, uh, I'm kind of missing it. So I, I got one of those and th- that was the thing. It went well, but, but I couldn't cut it. Yeah. Aren't, didn't you come over one time, you and Tracy come over one time and we made sushi and pot stickers. We made wontons. I remember. I can't remember. Wontons. That's what it was. But I think yeah. we made sushi too. Uh, it was something else, but I don't feel like it was sushi. I could be wrong. Cause I, I feel like this was, we were, well, it may have been. Yeah, yeah, I, I also got a rolling device. Um, I was looking at the sushi bazooka, and uh, I, I got something different. And it, it is really easy to use. It doesn't take the talent of a sushi chef to roll it right. You know, yeah. There's a reason this is something people go to culinary school to learn how to do. <laughs> well, you can get a tool that teaches you that, that kind of does it for you. Gotcha. So are we done geek outs? Because I'll, I'll do one. Yeah, yeah I, I, did fall in, I did fall in order. He did. Okay, that works. So you go. All right. So I'm, I'm going to gravitate towards Netflix and uh, Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts. If you haven't seen that, it's a it's a animated series. Uh, I, I stopped short of calling it the kid series because it, it and it is, kids can watch it. It's a very um, inclusionary uh, show, which I really appreciate. It's, it's about a girl who. Uh, uh, humanity's basically been living underground because uh, the world above uh, got taken over by giant mutant animals. Yeah. And this, this girl uh, gets trapped on the surface for various reasons. And uh, she kind of becomes the key to uh, unraveling the mystery of why things happen and, and, and the possibility that humanity can return to the surface. It's a very good show. It, it, it's a quick... Uh, it, it's kind of like Dragon Prince. It's a quick watch. Um, it's it, it's only ten episodes a season. Um, season two just came out. Season one actually came out in January, so it didn't have to wait too long just to catch up. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's really good. It's it's really got a weird humor to it that I love, and um, and there's a lot of representation there uh, that you wouldn't expect. I'm looking at the trailer to it here, and I, I had not heard of this. Uh, this is pretty neat looking. Got to tell yeah. you, and shout, shout out to my daughter on my list. Yeah, Hazel uh, is really good at picking them on Netflix. I don't, I don't know why, it is, but but all, all the best stuff I have found on Netflix has been like something she's found first. <clears throat> now I'm curious, who made this? Is this a is this an American production? Yes, it's it's done the. Uh, the guy who created his name is Radford Seacrest. I actually messaged him on Twitter a couple days ago. He messaged me back today, so that was cool. Um, and the executive producer is Bill Wolkoff, who um, he has some involvement. That with, name. He, he has some involvement with uh, Star Wars Rebels. What, I don't know if he's the producer or I can't remember what his credit on that, but he's the he's the executive producer on this. I see. And uh, and I, I kind of felt on the Twitter rabbit hole in that too because uh when when the first season came out i tweeted about how awesome it was and he liked my tweet and then i started digging about who he was, I was like oh that's like literally executive producer of the show so i've i've been tweeted at by both the executive producer and the creator so i'm i'm wow. jazzed about it <laughs> that is pretty cool 
Yeah. But great show. Um, best thing to come out of 2020 so far. Uh, Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beast. So I will uh, check this out. Yeah. Can we take a moment of silence for Ian Holm? Sure. Right. So for our listeners, if you don't know who Ian Holm is, he was um, the android from the Alien series. Thank you for putting that first. <clears throat> that's where I knew him first. Yeah, me and too. he was also Bilbo in um, Lord of the Rings. The only Lord of the Rings. The prequels yeah. don't exist. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he wasn't Bilbo in those. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't matter no. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did make an appearance, I thought. Yeah. There was a cameo, I think. Yeah, I but right. still, still, yeah. He, he was, for the, when I first watched Lord of the Rings, I didn't know that he was also the android from, from, uh, um, uh, from Aliens. Yeah. When I saw his credit, I think at the end of the first movie, I kind of, Realized it then. Yeah. Um, I think there's something else he is in that that I really liked that I didn't realize right he away. He was Napoleon in something. I forget what the name of the movie was. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah. But that's all I got. Great actor. Um. Well, oh, before I, I there was one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, that uh we didn't mention in the YouTube. Um, so have you guys seen Star Wars Squadrons? I've seen pieces of the trailer. Okay, so they just did, the EA just did a play event, and they said that they were doing, like, actual, like, gameplay footage. I mean, it's EA, so I don't know. But one thing EA did come across and say... No microtransactions that it's going to all be like unlockable stuff. Is it possible that EA is making a new turn? Like, did they see the success of Fallen Order and they're like, if we make a game big enough, if we make it popular enough, we're going to make so much money. We don't need to do microtransactions. And I mean, truthfully, EA, they've done really good before. And I'd like them to get back to doing good again. I mean, look at Mass Effect. Mass Effect was fantastic. Yeah. And Mass Effect 2... After Mass Effect 2, after Mass Effect 2, I feel like that's when the shift happened, when they started getting greedy. And I feel like I'm hope I'm hoping, I'm hoping they get back to that. And like kind of across the board, like it, it, it wasn't because of Mass Effect, the rest of their products started being made of subscription services and microtransactions. In order to complete this quests, Give us five dollars, you know. <laughs> yep. Well, in order to turn this quest in, you have to first submit paperwork 
to the magistrate of the town. And the magistrate of the town, he has a $5 application fee, which we can collect in real money from you over the game. Please give us $5. I remember with Mass Effect 3, in order to get like the ultimate ending, you had to do that minigame thing. And they eventually patched that out. They, they eventually changed it that there were other ways to get it. But uh, I know to get enough points or whatever it was in that one, you had to do that minigame, and the minigame was part of the subscription. Right. Or there was some kind of an account you had to have. Something It cost real money. Yeah. Yeah, and... I just hope that EA is starting to realize that their greedy attitude is hurting them in that other companies like CD Projekt Red is a good example of how if a company does their diligence, does the game right the first time and just sells it with no add-ons or whatever, that it's that they don't have to worry about money because if they put the game first, that everything else will take care of itself. It'll only change if it affects their sales. If it has affected their sales, then I can see... I think First Order, or, or Fallen Order, did show them sales. Like yeah, actual perhaps. sales numbers. But it'll only change if it affects their money. And that's the thing, too, is EA is now owned and operated by shareholders. They're not owned and operated by developers, not like CD Projekt Red is. And Bethesda has gone through the same paradigm shift where they they are not owned and operated just by themselves and by developers. They're owned and operated by shareholders. If you give shareholders hard numbers... They can't ignore that. But if it's just opinions of their company and they're still getting money, in fact, they're still doing really good on money, then public opinion be damned. I mean, obviously, it's not that I don't want these companies to make money. It's, It's predatory. You know, they want to make money and give you less product. Yeah. And that's that's another thing that I... that I, There's one company that I, I don't love, but I'm okay with. I'm okay with. And that's Ubisoft. <clears throat> nope. I, I'm never buying another one of their products again. They put out a product, and there is more to the game, but... In most cases, not every case, but in most cases, you can get the complete... uh, If you buy the game, you're getting the core experience. Not the complete experience, the core experience. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I think Mike is mentally checked out. Yeah, yeah it's, I need to be going too. It's a uh, dinner time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said well, this is going to be done at eight. So, guess what, guys? 
There you go. You got it. Have a good night. Oh, and to all our podcast listeners, welcome to the end of the podcast. <laughs> also, Pokemon yeah, Snap. <laughs> also, Pokemon Snap. <laughs> yep. All right. Have a good, good night, guys. See you. Right, Thanks. See you. Thanks for joining us.